to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Welcome back to another episode of Mission LHC. I don't know if you knew this or not, Heath, but this is our 28th episode. I was looking back at the number of episodes, and it's hard to believe that we've already recorded 28 times. Yeah, I know, and uh, we've not been recording as much lately. When school got started and our lives got a little more hectic, we hadn't been able to record as often as we would like, but now uh, finding ourselves out this week for Thanksgiving... And uh, that leads us into kind of a, maybe the focal point of uh, this episode a little bit is we have a lot to be thankful for. And Gosh, we sure do. Like, I was thinking, um, well, first of all, let me back up and say I almost skipped Thanksgiving this year because I got so excited about Christmas stuff. You know, normally my rule of thumb is no Christmas to tree until after Thanksgiving, but... This year, I was ready to get it up. So, the tree's already up and Christmas stuff. But um, but it is a good time to be thankful and, and Thanksgiving, thinking about what we're thankful for. And I don't know if you noticed. Well, I know you noticed because I've told you a few different things. But the month of November, I've been trying really to specifically be thankful for you. Um, thankful for my husband. You've been trying to or you have been? <laughs> I've been trying to. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to make herself. That's kind of like trying to love someone, huh? It really was kind of fun to make out a calendar, though, and come up with 30 different things that were unique things that I'm thankful for about you. Well, yeah. I, I would agree with you that I think you have to stretch it to find 30 things that you're thankful for, but I am thankful for you, and I, I don't tell you enough, and a lot of times... Uh, you know, we we had this in an episode before. We talked about if we're not careful, our spouses get our leftovers because we're so busy with everything. And um, we had that conversation with uh, my cousin and them this week that a lot of times we were just sharing some of our stuff that we've had on our um, blogs and on our uh, podcast before. And, uh, you know, that's something that we were talking about and it made me think again that... Um, you know, as we go into this Thanksgiving season, each of us have something to be thankful for, and we need to let the ones around us know how much we're thankful for them. And if you've got people in your life, I challenge you, you know, find four or five things that you let them know because everybody needs that affirmation sometimes. And uh, everybody needs a pat on the back because if you if if someone brags on you or different things, it makes you want to do it more. So uh, the people that's doing those great things for you need to hear about it. And it's only an encouragement that they will do it even more. So. That's true. I mean, we take our loved ones for granted because we just assume or we don't. I don't think we consciously assume, but we our actions show that we assume that you know, or I assume you know how much I love you or how much I appreciate you, but I need to tell you. Well, and you know, if we relate that into our Christianity, a lot of times we do God the same way. You know, we take him for granted a whole lot. That, that Think about how we've been blessed in our lives and what we have. And, and you know, those of you that have been following us know that Amanda does uh, a blog that's that that's her strength that she loves to write 
and does a fantastic job with it. She posted one today, and what was kind of ironic about that post, we when we try to plan out the podcast, we, we almost have like a storyboard where we start writing out some ideas and thoughts. And as I was talking to Amanda, she had already been writing her blog, and it was kind of amazing how it goes along with each other. And it's kind of like uh, sometimes, you know, when God, I think, leads us in those directions. But Amanda, um, a lot of people that follow your blogs don't follow the podcast. A lot of people that follow the podcast don't follow your blogs. Mm -hmm. And so I'm encouraging her some to share some of the stories on some of these podcasts so we can actually have it in two different areas. So, Amanda, if you would, uh, tell us a little bit about your blog today and if you want to even read it. you know, Of course, you're, you're playing into my weaknesses here because the blog writing I enjoy because I can write a few words and if I don't like it, I could back up and change it, take it back or reword it. Uh, writing is more my strength versus your strength is talking and especially talking off the cuff just and, and those that, and then those of you that have seen my writing you understand why I'm talking is my strength uh, but uh, my English teachers can tell you that uh, my grammar and my spelling they, they would be the first to tell you keep talking in, instead so uh, Amanda go ahead and share a little bit tell us a little bit about your blog today yeah so today's blog was just well which I'll say this first all of my blogs seem to be just random memories that I've had from primarily childhood, just strange things, funny things that um, will come to mind. And, um, you know, God is so good to just teach us actually some pretty profound lessons in some of the simplest things. And today, what I was thinking about, why I was thinking about it, I don't know. But today I started thinking about uh, when I used to stay with my grandmother uh, while mom was teaching school and Jill was already uh, in school as an elementary student, but I wasn't old enough to be in school yet. I was in preschool or you know preschool age. So I used to stay at Granny's house and uh, it was fun, but you know, Granny had some rules to her house. and um, one of the rules that I really struggled with was the two squares of toilet paper rule. Now, when I say think of here that of two squares, I'm uh, if you gave me two paper towels, that would be pretty limited. But you're talking about two squares on a regular roll. Yes, but now you got to think about you know I was a little bitty kid. It's not like I was a full size adult, right? But I think you know basically it came from I probably. Um, had a tendency to use and waste a lot of toilet paper. So uh, maybe I even played with the toilet paper. I don't really remember. But um, just thinking about that memory of, you know, realizing and getting to a point that using fewer squares really was enough, um, kind of what the Lord was saying to me today is, you know, thinking about all the times where I want more or I think I need more. But really, what I have is enough, and and really, the bottom line is God is enough. He's provided me with everything I could ever, ever need or really ever want. Yeah, and and, and a lot of times, you know, that brings a big thing: it, it, it our needs versus our wants. You know, and I think a lot of times we our needs are met by God, but we have a lot of wants. You know, and. Uh, 
I I was thinking about as we were going into this Thanksgiving season, uh, we just recently spent time with my cousin. And growing up a little bit, and we, me and my cousin were pretty close. I, I would go and stay with them a whole lot during the summer. And they, I was the hillbilly cousin, and we didn't have a swimming pool out there, and they did. And so enjoying time with them, I could get to swim and have a good time. And uh, they took me in just like one of their own. And we had a lot of great times together. And But as life went on, you know, careers moved in different areas. I mean, my cousins are all scattered different parts of the country and, and even in different parts of the world at times. And so we very seldom get together. And one thing that really hurt my the my mother's side of the family, the uh, all the brothers and sisters, including my mom, all, all are deceased, and so are the grandparents. So really we lost the whole family family unit almost. No, it was really crazy to think about that time, you know, that space of just a few years, it felt like you really lost everybody. And and I sometimes I feel guilty and I guess I don't really act like I feel guilty about it. I should do more. I should call my grandparents more, but I am so blessed to still have three of my four grandparents still alive and um you uh have lost all of your grandparents. And I had them all at one time, you know, still there, even when we were married and everything and the kids were real little. But when it happened, everybody was gone real quick. Like, so let that be a lesson to everyone. Uh, I encourage you this Thanksgiving with your family members, you know, enjoy the time you have together because you're not guaranteed of another year. And also, I really encourage you to, to take Take your video uh, cameras or take your phones. That Now it's a lot easier. You can do it with your phone. But I wish that I'd heard my grandparents tell stories. I wish we had recorded some of the things with them doing. And we didn't. And now we look back and we have no record of them. And, and it's almost like they didn't exist. We have memories. Mm-hmm. But we don't have anything hardly with them actually telling the stories. You know, my grandfather was in the war and, and your grandfather fathers were as well and there's all kind of things that's out there and i just encourage you make the most of the time that you have with your family don't look at it as a um, that you have to go to thanksgiving look at it that you get to go to thanksgiving well especially this year i mean i'm so excited that we're actually going to be able to gather together i mean think about last year um in 2020 we all know what we were up against we were up against the you know the fear of covid and you know if you remember what we did in our family is we ended up having um the whole thing outside out on the basketball court and (laughs) and the pavement yeah and you know you we will go back to that but you talked about putting up the christmas and everything i think everybody last year was such a downer year where everything that we talked about and, and I was sharing with someone about this that you know when God created man he created man to worship him and that was the reason but man was alone while he was there by himself so God created woman that tells you that we're designed to be people that are to have fellowship with each other and to be around and during COVID a lot of that was taken away and and the things that we loved the most being with our families and stuff that that went away last year and especially the elderly we couldn't be around them and this year still got to be careful about situations but last year when we were my 
sister-in-law and brother-in-law lived next to us. And we had been around each other during COVID. And Amanda's mom and dad and my dad all came over here and, and we ended up having it outside. We have a like a pay, yeah. we used to be a Which ball court. Which was actually pretty great. I really enjoyed it because we decorate, you know, the basketball pad is just basically a giant concrete rectangle. But so we put out tables and we put out the pretty tablecloths and we used the good dishes and uh, decorated and and when you have a and yeah. when you have a basement uh, you accumulate a lot of furniture and stuff over the years so <laughs> we had a couple of dining room sets that we had out there but I, I think really for us it, you remember being a kid playing and, and we're going to do another episode that's going to be some of our Thanksgiving memories and stuff that we have and that's going to be coming up uh, in the next day or so we'll post that but I remember being a kid and playing. You know, you always would play something. That's kind of what it was like last year. We were grown-ups, but we had the, everything outside. And I think I think you're referring to how you kept raking the leaves because you were making piles of leaves. Well, yeah, because they all kept doing pictures, and I'd cleaned up the yard so well for everybody. It didn't look like a fall picture. It looked yeah, like a middle of summer because the yard was all green and everything. So then I had to bring leaves back up so it would look good for the picture, so the photo op. But um, but we did have a great time together, and we were able to see each other. Y'all had masks on and gloves and dipped the food like it was a restaurant yeah. so people wasn't touching everything. But, you know, we were able to be with the families, but a lot of you weren't. And so this year may be the first time that some of you are actually together again. And uh, let's make the most of it, and I hope that you and your families have a, a blessed Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know... That brought it up to when I was with my cousins this week. We were talking about a lot of different things. And, you know, everybody has problems from wherever you are. And, you know, I was thinking about, and and this is how crazy my mind goes to the simple life that we had when we were kids, you know, with our grandparents. I was talking to my cousin Trevor and I remember going to his grandparents' house when I would be with them sometimes. And one of the things that I remember the most about his grandfather, he would make, he would take a stick and he would whittle it and he would make a, a, a slingshot out of it for you. And we were laughing about that, that he'd cut a piece of his leather shoe off or something and he'd <laughs> piece of his boot. boot and he would make the little thing that you would hold the rock with and he would have an inner tube he would cut and he would make the uh, the part you pull back that would give the, the force. And, you know, I thought that was the best present in the world and he would do that for all of us and different things. But simple things like that is, is what we enjoyed the most. But I look back, and I don't know that it was the gifts. I don't think it was that. I think it was the time we had together and the memories. And as life has taken us in many different directions, and we've all kind of been chasing the the rat race, I guess you would say, trying to move up to to be successful. And, you know, um, the Cats in the Cradle song that, that, that comes in about the the little boy wanted his daddy to play with him, but the daddy was working too much and didn't have time for him. And then when the dad needed the son, the son was doing the same thing. And it's kind of crazy. That's kind of how our lives go a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny to think about, you know, as technology has grown, has, as, you know, we have grown as a society, we have all these new modern conveniences to save time or to make things better. But 
if you just took a dissection of where we are now compared to where the family was years ago, really, are we any better off? I don't don't think we are. I think it's worse. Well, I think that as the family unit has eroded, then so has our society a whole lot. Because you think back, everybody used to kind of, and I'm not saying this is the way it should be, because we've all been blessed and God has allowed us to better ourselves, our lives, and different things. But, you know, my dad uh, had seven brothers and sisters, and they had a large family, but I can still remember, and we'll talk about some of this on the Thanksgiving when that when we talk about family, but I can still remember Sunday afternoons, we were all together. Uh, everybody would go to church or either meet up after church at my grandparents' house, and we would eat dinner, stay and play. They played rook. The kids played in the yard. They drank coffee. They sat on the front porch, enjoyed time with each other now. If we go somewhere, we're having to hurry and, and, and get to the next place or the next thing. And, and we've got ball tournaments. We've got different things going on. There's something we're chasing a rat race all the time. And, you know, uh, I, I think back on a, a, a recently, I, I love to watch TV, old TV shows. And I came across an app, Pluto TV. That's a plug for that. And they're not a paid sponsor. <laughs> but uh, it's an app that has all old uh TV shows. So if you liked Three's a Company, there's a Three's a Company channel. You like uh, Andy Griffith's show, there's going to be a that that channel. Is this the one you came across that has a channel that's just the Love Boat? Yeah, anything you can think of. All they simply play is that show because I guess they're out of their. uh, It's been so long that now there's no uh, no more royalties royalties or anything with it. But um, one of them the other day that came on was the Jeffersons and. The lyrics from the Jeffersons is something that kind of stuck in my mind as we were thinking about this. You know, it, 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 I'm going to read it to you here. It's hard for me to read without trying to sing it along a little bit. <laughs> I think you should sing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm such a good singer that it would actually probably cost us something because I would. it would be so much like the original song <laughs> that I'd have to pay some kind of royalty or something. I think you should sing it. I'll sing back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, well... Um, but it talked about they were moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. So, you know, where they were trying to, they had been raised, they were wanting to move to a better city, uh, part of the city. And uh, said they finally got a piece of the pie. So they had reached the point when he was a, a business owner and he had everything. And then the next one said, fish don't fry in the kitchen, beans don't burn on the grill. <laughs> And it said it took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. So, you know, they worked hard to get there. Now they're up in the big leagues getting all getting their turn at bat. And it said, as long as we live, it's you and me, baby. There ain't nothing wrong with that. So, you know. Hey, that could be our theme song. As long as we live, it's you and me, baby. baby ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but the whole thing was is they were striving to do better. And that's kind of where we all have been in our lives. And, you know, our parents... And we've talked about this in different episodes. And when you have 28 or 29 episodes, it kind of all starts to run together a little bit. And I'm that guy that tells the story 20 times over. But our parents spoiled us rotten trying to give us stuff that they didn't have. But in the end, I wonder sometimes, were we not? are we not worse off nowadays because of that? Yeah, it makes me think about, you know, in education, we talk about... 
for a long time it was the helicopter parent you know the the parent that hovered over their child to make sure everything was good but now it's more like we've become lawnmower parents that we want to clear everything out of the way to make an easy uh, a safe path for our children so that they don't meet any adversity uh, and then I think about that and I think but goodness adversity is what grows you that's what makes you become a better person well, when we went on a mission trip, and I shared this about, I think, a little bit, but uh, I was talking to a guy when we were in Uganda, and I said that, you know, I believe y'all's faith is a lot better than ours. And he says it has to be because we don't know what we're going to eat from day to day. We don't know if we're going to have water. It's all provided by God. They didn't buy their groceries, and we talked about this in an episode. I don't think we talked about it, but, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, do you remember when we were there the first day we went into town which it was a long trek into town you know to get supplies and i remember thinking why don't we just buy in bulk you know right. because they knew we were going to be there for an extended period of time and then coming to the realization that that's the way they live is day by day you just purchase the supplies you need for that day because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and that is certainly the opposite of what we do here in america i mean think about all the bulk and big things that we can buy in stores well think of your superstores. yeah sam's was created where you would buy in bulk that way but you know that right there goes back to when my dad's family they were sharecroppers and if the crop didn't make they were in trouble and they had to hope and pray that rain would come and different things, and so they relied. But that guy told me that about them, but that they have to rely on God more. And then that kind of makes me think about right now. We were talking about the preacher the other day said 77%, which sounds alarming, that if kids that grow up in church, it used to be about 50%, and then the number, I think, keeps going up. About 77% of people that grow up in church, once they go off to school and different things, a lot of them are not going to uh, church any longer. And we were talking about that, even with our own children. They're, they're finished college and different things. And, you know, you want the best for your kids. You you know, you we pray for their spouses, and neither one of them are married. But we we all pray that God will provide, and that's what I encourage you to, to be doing. Because again, I thank my mother for her prayers, and uh, Amanda, I think you're the same way. Your mom and them prayed a lot of prayers oh, yeah. for you. <laughs> well, they had, they must have. I, I well, I know they did, but uh, it's evident that they did because the choices I was making certainly um, were not the best ones. So. Well, and so so our parents, though, you know, wanted better for us and, and, and gave us better things. But a lot of times in that chase for the rat race, we came out of college. We've got jobs. We end up moving off. Used to, the family all stayed in a little village almost always with different ones or at least land and very similar to each other. So you kind of kept the same friends, the same um, lifestyles, different things. Well, now we are, we're nomads, basically. We move. You know, people change jobs more often. Like, now I'm a perception to the rule because I'm the old guy. I've been in the same place for 31 years. But now the young kids, they, they're going to have many jobs in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking as you were talking about that, you know, our quest for more our quest for better, our quest for 
higher or bigger or better um, really has left us more empty, if you think about it. Well, it is because it it's kind of addictive that, you know, we've talked about addiction before, but one pill was good at first, but then someone had to take two, and then two turned into four, four mm-hmm. turned into eight. Same thing happens in our society. If you make... Forty thousand dollars, you want to make fifty. If you make fifty, you want to make sixty, and sixty turns into eighty, and eighty to a hundred. You keep chasing the next thing, but in the end, we have taken our eyes off of the things that really matter the most: our family and our friends and different things. And a lot of times, we find ourselves alone in the world, and that's kind of what I want you to focus on this time. So I guess the question is: is how do we get back? How do we get back to basics, get back to relying on God, get back to understanding that what we have is enough, that we don't need more, that we don't need bigger things? And I think the biggest thing with that is, is what I fell miserably of is is keeping him in the center of my plans most of the time. You know, and I'm, I'm retiring at the end of this year, and... I'm 52. I'm still going to be working, but I, everybody asked me, "What are you going to do?" And I really don't have any clue what I'm going to do. And I just got to trust and, and believe that God's going to provide. I I know without a shadow of a doubt I could find a job that I could make a lot more money, and I could be driven. But my addictive personality, I'm afraid, would take me in a, a bad area because I'm afraid that I would be chasing that so much that I would leave God out of it. And, um, you know, when we talked about our kids wanting more and then them coming out, they're, they're coming out making more money than we're making, you know, when they come out with jobs. And we've been in jobs for 30 years sometimes and different things, and, and they're going to come out with, with careers after going to college. But the thing about that is if they never have wanted for anything, they've never been in need then that might be why 77% of the people are turning away from God is because if you've never had to rely on anyone, you haven't hit that rock bottom and hadn't been in, in, in the pit. You know, unfortunately, I the closest points I've ever been to God is when I've been in the deepest ditches. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. And, uh, you know, it, and because we have nothing else they can do. And we turn to God. But that I, I was sharing that with someone that how does that make you feel if the only time your children tell you they love you is if you get them something? And we, we can't buy their affection. We can't buy their love. But, um, you know, I'm afraid a lot of times that's kind of how we, we live our lives as well. Yeah. It makes me think maybe it's time to take inventory, to take stock, to you know, think about what all we do have. And I started thinking again about, you know, this month I made a little calendar of of 30 days of November and the 30 things. I'm sure there are more than 30 things, but I came up with 30 things that I'm thankful for you for. And like um, today it was just something simple, but it's one of my favorite things, but it's, it costs nothing. Um, but it's when your arm is around me at church. That's one of my favorite things ever. Why is it my favorite thing? I have no idea, but I never feel more comforted, more safe than when your arm's around me. And so maybe it's, maybe the key here for us getting back to the basics and getting back to that 
idea of thankfulness and the idea that what we have is enough is is by taking inventory of what we do have. And I think so. And so I encourage you as this uh, holiday season, think about the things that, that makes you the happiest, but think about the people around you, what they're doing, and let them know that. But again, as a family, don't don't leave God out of it. You know, take time to realize it's okay to be blessed. It's okay to have great jobs. It's okay to have great houses and different things. But just remember what was actually the the what what has provided that for you and what's done the, that for you. And um, you know, uh, spend time with the family, and, and and you know, try to not to have to rush off and try not to have to go different places. But uh, just you know, Amanda, you in your blog you had some scripture. Yeah, I was, uh, of course, well, my blog was really about, you know, needs and wants and, you know, what is enough? What is that amount that's enough? But you can find all sorts of scriptures in the Bible about God providing for our needs. But I just kept going back to um, the 23rd Psalm, which probably almost all of us know by heart. But when you read it thoughtfully, and slowly and really let it soak in, it really is so profound. So if you want me to, I'll read it. Yes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." I mean, think about all those promises that are right there. Oh, it's great. And I was looking on mine, and I'd had an NIV version of it that was up right there. But, you know, the in the fourth verse there, Psalms 23, verse 4, it, the NIV version said, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are your rod and your staff, and they comfort me. And, you know, I was thinking about when I was a kid, I was thankful for my dad's arm. And you say, what in the world are you talking about? When a storm came, I would slip in on his side of the bed, and I shared that in one of ours. When it was on Father's Day episode. There was nothing like laying on the bed with daddy's arm around me that I felt secure and I felt comforted. And I'm thankful that we have a God that loves us that much, that he is our comforter and he is with us during those storms. So if you're out there and you're listening, you're going through a valley, you're in the middle of a peak, God is with you. But more importantly, kind of what we've been talking about today, if you're on top of that mountain, you're not going to stay there long. Our lives are full of valleys and we're up and down always in our life. But he wants us to love him when you're on top of the mountain, and he wants you to love him when you're at the bottom of the valley. And uh, I just encourage you, this Thanksgiving season, just remember that and uh, look at the very last thing there. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
but in order to dwell, you must have fellowship with him and you must know him. And uh, those promises only come as long as you know who God is. And so that's what I encourage you. And uh, I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for my family. And I'm thankful for all our friends out there that's listening to us. And uh, I just hope that you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And if nothing else out of this, it maybe it makes you uh, look at your family a little better this uh, time and realize it's a privilege if you get to be together this year because we didn't have it last year. That's right. Doesn't matter what house we live on if we're on the east side. But moving on, moved on up. up. Yes, but we're together and that's what counts. All right, everybody. Well, hey, we've enjoyed it. And again, uh, we look forward to getting back with you another time. And we are going to have another episode about some of our Thanksgiving memories. And so, uh, you know, I hope that some of you can share some of your memories when we do post it. You know, share on our uh, our website or whatever with it that some of the things that you're thankful for. So we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.